0: Hello, my name is Albert, and welcome to another quick episode of Movies, Movies, and Movies. I've got some movie reviews to talk about, an Amazon Prime movie streaming recommendation to share, and I'll talk about what my top 10 summer movies of 2015 were. On my I Saw That Movie film review blog, which you can find on whowhatwhereswhy.com, I've got several movie reviews to share here. First up is The Transporter Refueled, directed by Camille DeLamar written by Adam Cooper, Bill College, and Luke Pesson, starring Ed Screen, Loan Chabanol, and Ray Stevenson. Ed Screen is simply not Jason Statham, and at best, this is just a very generic action movie that isn't as good and entertaining as it thinks it is. Despite some very few enjoyable moments, the movie is flawed, and seems like it's just a huge elaborate ad for Audi and such. The transporter field It's meh. Up next is A Walk in the Woods, directed by Ken Quapes written by Rick Kerb and Bill Holderman, starring Robert Redford and Nick Nolte. It's simply fun watching this odd pair of a team that is Robert Redford and Nick Nolte, attempting to true hike the Appalachian Trail. The humorous situations they put themselves into, the places they go to, and the people they meet made this an entertaining movie to watch. I enjoyed A Walk in the Woods. I also saw The Diary of a Teenage Girl, directed and written by Marielle Heller, starring Belle Pauli, Alexander Skarsgård, and Kristen Wiig. A fantastic performance by Pell Pauli as Mini Guts that absolutely made this movie. This coming-of-age story about a teenage girl's sexual awakening is just really honest, intimate, eye-opening, and thought-provoking. It's amazing and challenging to watch. I really enjoyed The Diary of a Teenage Girl. Another film I watched is Z for Zachariah, directed by Craig Zobel, written by Nisar Modi, starring Margot Robbie, Chiwetol, Egefar, and Chris Pine. Fantastic work by the very small cast here, in what turned out to be a very simple look at the loneliness and isolation of being one of the few that survive a nuclear apocalypse. It's probably a little slow moving for many moviegoers, but it does have an interesting premise. I thought Z for Zakaria was just okay. If you only had a choice to see one of these three movies, go see The Diary of a Teenage Girl. As a coming of age story, this might just be one of the more important ones to see. You can read more of my film reviews on the I Saw That Movie blog at whowhatwearswhy.com. For my movie streaming recommendation, I'm recommending Turbo Kid, which you can watch on Amazon Prime. I did just recently see this on its limited release run in theaters, but now you can easily watch it at home. So what happens when you make a movie that is heavy on BMX bikes, over-the-top splatter gore, a 1980s visual aesthetic? Set in an alternate reality post-apocalyptic 1997 that's not too far off from Mad Max, you get Turbo Kid. This feels like a movie that somebody might find in a straight-to-video bargain bin in a video rental shop, and that's me giving it a compliment. This is the kind of B-movie experience that a kid could easily gravitate to because it's fantastical enough and contains graphic content that somebody young would find edgy. Adults, on the other hand, should appreciate the homage to this type of movie that's not being made much anymore. It's charming to see the low budget visuals, the outlandish premise, and the sheer silly imagination that this brings. The actors here aren't doing anything particularly great, but just enough for the audience to care about them. This movie has fun characters from the kid with a superpower gauntlet, a cowboy arm wrestling champion, to a sinister skull mask wearing henchman with a buzzsaw weapon. Actors like Lawrence LeBeau And Michael Ironside seems like they are really enjoying playing their characters and it only makes things better when they are chewing the scenery. Released in the same year as Kung Fury, the other 80s action movie homage, Turbo Kid could be the perfect movie to be seen back to back with it. Of course, the movie is a bit cheesy and not without its flaws, but the fun simplicity of its execution is something I can root for. Turbo Kid, watch it on Amazon Prime. The Labor Day weekend here in the United States officially marks the end of the summer movie season. Traditionally, this blockbuster-heavy movie season has been defined to start on the first Friday in May up to Labor Day weekend. That's four months and a weekend. Some have argued that it now starts with Easter weekend and ends with the first weekend that school starts, which is either the third or last week in August. The Easter weekend reasoning is because this year we had this huge blockbuster, Furious 7, and last year we had Captain America Winter Soldier. That's really more the high point of the spring movie season. To define it some more, the fall movie season is the first weekend after Labor Day up to the last weekend in October. The holiday movie season is the first weekend in November up to the last week of the year. The winter movie season is the first weekend after the New Year up to the last weekend in February. And the spring movie season is the first weekend of March up to the last weekend of April. With that established, I've seen 48 movies during the 2015 summer movie season. But here are my top 10 favorites. Number 10. Trainwreck. Amy Schumer and Bill Hader were great. And I thought it was the funniest movie of the summer. Number 9. The Diary of a Teenage Girl. I just reviewed it on this very episode and wow, did it absolutely get my attention. Number 8. Dope. Love the characters in this and the style of the movie. Very entertaining. Number seven, Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. Great action scenes, I love the characters, and it's just overall a very, very fun movie. Number six, Mr. Holmes. Ian McKellen's Sherlock Holmes absolutely won me over. Very melancholic in a good way. Number five, Mad Max Fury Road. So incredible to watch for its amazing action set pieces and Charlize Theron is fantastic as Imperator Furiosa. Number four, Avengers Age of Ultron. I love these characters, and this is simply a fun and entertaining comic book movie. Number three, Ant-Man. Scott Lang, Hank Pym, Hope Van Dyne, Luis. I absolutely adored these characters in what I found to be a very enjoyable story. Number two, the end of the tour. I could listen to the conversations between David Foster Wallace and David Lipsky over and over again. That I didn't want this movie to end. I liked it that much. And number one, Inside Out. Entertained me and emotionally resonated with me in all the right ways. The storytelling is top notch in this and is surprisingly deeply insightful. I really loved this movie. And if you're curious what I thought were the worst films I saw during the summer movie season, here are my bottom three. Number three, Entourage. I did not care for the characters, the story, and I was just deadly bored throughout the whole movie. Number 2. The D-Train. I also hated the characters a lot in this one. And the story was just a train wreck that I didn't care to see. And of course, the very terrible, number one, worst movie I saw during the summer is Pixels. It's like they didn't try to make a good movie and just threw everything together in the hope that people would just overlook all its many, many, many faults because of video game nostalgia. Pixels, you fail. Epic fail. By the way, I was also part of a summer movie draft over at the Grand Geek Gathering Network, which you can listen to the podcast episode on when we talked about it. It's uh, episode 25 of The Gathering. Originally, we assumed that whoever had Avengers Age of Ultron was going to easily win the draft. Little did we know that Jurassic World was going to be a monster of a blockbuster. Well, I actually had Jurassic World on my group of movies, which included San Andreas, Ted 2, and Poltergeist, which means I won the Summer Movie Draft, oh yeah. I encourage my fellow movie fans to do a Summer Movie Draft next year, it's fun. And I'm not just saying that because I won mine, heh <laughs> well. Thanks for listening. My name is Albert Patrick and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at albert5x5. Send comments to whowhatworswhy gmail.com via social media or through the website. Rate and subscribe to our shows on iTunes. Check out our merchandise store and Patreon page. Music has been provided by the Y-Axis. Find them at theyaxis.bandgap.com Until next time, this has been an episode of Movies, Movies, and Movies, which is part of the WhoWhatWarsY.com network.